Welcome to the fourth season of What Makes Us Human, a weekly podcast and essay series from Cornell University's College of Arts and Sciences. This season, we ask our faculty, what does water mean for us humans? My name is Ziad Fahmi, and I'm an associate professor of modern Middle East history at the Department of Near Eastern Studies at Cornell University. Egypt's connection to the Nile River has a long history. As long ago as the 5th century BC, Herodotus is purported to have said that Egypt is the gift of the Nile. Egypt gets very limited annual rainfall, and so the vast majority of its 100 million people live close to the Nile and its delta tributaries. It's their major source of water. To many Egyptians, the Nile is so intimately intertwined with the very notion of Egypt that it's often used to represent the nation in songs and popular culture. A well-known Egyptian proverb declares, Once you drink water from the Nile, you are destined to return to Egypt. Egyptians often forget that the Nile runs through 11 East African nations, all of which have claims to its waters. Tensions among these countries have increased in the last 10 years over the building of the massive Grand Ethiopian Renaissance Dam along the Blue Nile River near Ethiopia's border with southern Sudan. An estimated 80% of the Nile water entering Egypt comes from the Blue Nile River. The dam's construction is causing great anxiety among Egyptians, who anticipate major reductions in their water supply once the dam is completed. For a while, talk of a potential war circulated in the press and among politicians. Although both sides resumed negotiations in 2018, a great deal of uncertainty remains. And whatever the outcome of the negotiations, once the dam is built, Egypt will have to consume a lot less water than it does today. Egyptian nationalists continue to insist that the Nile is inseparable from Egypt. A well-known Egyptian pop singer named Shirin Abdel Wahab was recently sentenced to six months in prison for suggesting that drinking from the Nile leads to a parasitic illness. The court's sentence associated insulting the Nile with insulting Egypt, which under the current military regime is a punishable crime. After an elaborate public apology, Shirin's sentence was suspended. This episode reveals a great deal not only about the oppressiveness of militarism and extreme nationalism, but also about sensitivity over water resources and water rights. Many Egyptians, both urban and rural, still take Nile water for granted. Their sense of the perpetual abundance of water leads to some wasteful water habits. This is especially true when it comes to irrigation. Egyptian farmers mostly use wasteful drenching irrigation techniques. They rely heavily on water-intensive crops like rice, sugarcane, and cotton, which strain Egypt's water resources. Egypt uses about 80% of its water in agriculture, so this is the sector where conservation techniques can make the most difference. The need to conserve water has never been greater, and not only because of the dam. In Egypt, public discussions of the political risks of future access to Nile water hardly ever consider the growing impact of climate change and increasing population growth which will lead to dramatic water shortages and sociopolitical turmoil. Potential solutions to these mounting problems will have to involve the entire region, and comprehensive water conservation will be an essential first step to solving this long-term global problem. And Egyptians may have to come to terms with the fact that the Nile is not endlessly abundant, and it is not only a national river. 
Join us for another edition of What Makes Us Human, brought to you by the College of Arts and Sciences at Cornell University. For more essays and podcasts, visit us online at as.cornell.edu forward slash humanities.